a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here. And my guest today is 10-time Pro Bowler, 8th pick of the 1981 draft, four-time Super Bowl winning safety, cornerback, all 80s, 90s, 75th anniversary teams in the NFL, and a Hall of Famer, Ronnie Lott. How are you, Ronnie? I'm doing pretty good, Scott. So I, I have to I have to share this experience before we start, because this happened to me one time in my NFL career, and, and you may or may not remember this. You were playing for the New York Jets, and I was playing for the Miami Dolphins, and we played you guys in New York, and I played against you. And I remember after the game, because to me, it was a very cool, <laughs> it was a cool moment, because I was like, I'm playing against Ronnie Lott. And, and I had always said, such a tremendous respect for how you played the game. And I just thought, you know, it's like, hey, you're in the NFL and, you know, everyone, whatever. But I just, it was a really cool moment for, do you even remember that? And I came up to you after the game, I actually told you that. Yeah, no, I do remember. And I think that what's great about sports is that you have those moments. And those moments are moments that um, we all have had situations where there's a, relationship and then there's another relationship and there's the relationship of playing and competing and going out and trying to do your job and then the relationship of watching someone that um, as you have and when you were doing it at that time you know earning the respect and going out there playing with a certain passion a certain cause a certain belief and so all those things kind of lead to the way we talk to people, the way we interact with people. And, um, um, yeah, you, you remember moments like that, and you remember competing against, you know, someone like yourself. And I think that's the great thing about sports is that you do have those moments. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting, these these relationships. Uh, do you <laughs> – i got to ask you this question, and, and I'm going to get into it. So you there's this, this story about you – having your part of your pinky removed so you could play football. And everyone's like, you know, Ronnie Lott was so tough that he, you know, he, he had this finger removed just, just to play. And, and then I was reading some stuff about when you actually saw it, it, it made you queasy. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Um, it made me queasy just because of the fact that, um, there are things that, uh, you don't realize that could happen on the field, right? And so when they do happen and you're trying to process it as you're, as well as you're trying to then, you know, move on, and I think one of the hardest parts is we're constantly, our brain is constantly processing information, and as it does that, it allows us to be able to understand 
how to deal with, you know, certain things in our life, how to overcome certain things in our life. And sometimes we um, are dismissive around those issues, and sometimes we embrace them. And, and in those situations like that, for me, um, you you learn a lot about the commitment of, of of playing as well as you learn a lot about the things that, you know, when you see other people talk about injuries or you see people talk about things in their life, especially, you know, my dad was in, in, in the military and, uh, I've met a number of Navy SEALs, and I've met a number of people that have um, been in that environment. And, and you start to realize that um, their their commitment and how they go about their ability to do their job is far greater and far more commitment than 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 we are and, and sure. that, yeah. that we have. And so that's kind of something that you kind of you know you just try to process you know, where you stand and some of the things that you do in your life. So so it, ha- it had a moving effect on you then, didn't it? Well, it, yeah, of course. Yeah. And the reason why is that, um, you know, look, I, I, I had the good fortunes of meeting guys like Pat Tillman and, and, and yeah. knowing um, him and meeting him and, and watching him when he was in, you know, in high school and watching him in college and, and then watching his commitment and his his commitment to the cause of wanting to do something that was bigger than himself, and and realizing that you know that that sacrifice, and you know, I met his mom and I met his dad, and, and I I know where that came from, and um, you know those 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 characteristics you know ran deep in his family, and they, and they run deep in my family, and. So you 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 learn how to earn every day. So so is that what drove you? Was it the way you were raised, and that uh, you know having a respect for doing things the right way? I mean, what what were the things that that the key things that helped you to be the kind of player you were and the person you are today? You just said a great word, respect, and I think that that ability to understand what that means. And how you earn it every day is a very daunting task in life. And I think that um, when you're out playing against your peers or competing against your friends, you're really ultimately trying to earn their respect. And that's why if somebody comes to your funeral, they're going to come because they really are paying their respects for what you stand for. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a, a credo that, you know, that's been a part of our family. Uh, it's been something that I've learned, and that's something that uh, is, is is really special it's because every day you're trying to get that. You're trying to earn someone's respect, and you're trying to uh, find a way to uh, do that in so many different ways in life. So th- this show, Helmets Off, is about kind of taking the helmet off and getting to know the person behind the helmet. These, this is really cool because I, I did not expect this to to go this way, and I and and I love what you're saying here. Uh, I, I ha- we're heard all over the world, so we're all all over North America. We're in places like Iraq, Vietnam, Thailand. I mean, all over the world. Pretty much, there's like one state in the United States for some reason. No one wants to listen to us there, but but so we're we're kind of all over the place. I have fans. I ask them questions about you know what would you like to hear. Uh, from from Ronnie Lott, and so I got one that I got a question for you from a fan, 
And 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 so back in high school, there was a rumor that you never lifted weights. Is that true? That's not true. Oh, okay. Um, I I did I I did lift weights and I did work out and I I played all three sports and um, I enjoyed. As a matter of fact, I played uh, four sports my sophomore year, and uh, I just love sports. How, how do you play four sports? Because I played well, three in I high ran. school and and I, I I could there was no more time for me or I would have. But how'd you do it? Yeah, I, I ran track for a couple of events because I wanted to try to see if I could letter and four sports and, and and like a lot of things in life, man, you, you, you know, you, you, you put your mind to it, you can achieve it. And, um, I decided that I wanted to try to achieve it and, and, uh, had the good fortunes of trying, but yeah, I, I lifted weights, um, when I was in, when I was in school and, um, that's, uh, that was part of the regimen of trying to, um, you know, get stronger, faster, and better. So you, you we have a similarity because I was uh, – so I played two – I played safety and quarterback in high school, which you did as well, right, your senior year? Yes. And So were you any good as a quarterback? No. No. So so <laughs> could you throw it all? No no arm skills or – Yeah, no, I could, I could throw could, the ball. You could I mean, throw it? You know, look, I think if you could play shortstop and play, you know, basketball, yeah, you could throw the ball. But throwing the ball like you threw the ball and like you learned to throw the football, no. I I never advanced to that level, but, you know, I could throw the football. So you never had aspirations of being a quarterback beyond beyond high school? No, I I, I didn't. I, I had aspirations of wanting to be Charlie Taylor, and I wanted to be him because – right. I was a Redskins fan growing up, and I wanted to, you know, be like him. I wanted to be like Sonny Jurgensen. I wanted to be like, you know, a lot of guys that Larry, Larry Brown, and a lot of guys that play for the Washington Redskins. So there, there's a story. You go to USC, and and uh, John Rob- Robinson has to decide between which between okay, who plays tailback, Marcus Allen or Ronnie Lott. And uh, I guess he chose wise, wisely because, I mean, you know, arguably two of the greatest players of all time. Do you ever wonder, like, maybe, maybe things would have been different or better or worse had he made a different decision? Or do you think it just kind of all would have washed out and been the way that it was? Well, I'm glad that, I'm glad that he chose Marcus because Marcus was my roommate. And when he would come in and, and, and after a game and – and I would see some of the hits that he had taken. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something that you know I don't know if I could have done, but you know Marcus, you know, was one of those individuals that, to me, even to this day, was one of the most impressive athletes I've ever been been around and been amen a, on that. One. I've ever been associated with just a just an incredibly gifted, hardworking individual. So you guys were roommates, like. Uh, on the football team, like when you traveled, or were you roommates in college? Like, like you shared an apartment, or yeah, we we were roommates. Like we shared an apartment, and and um, and so it was him and and Dennis Smith and <laughs> another friend of ours, Eric Scoggins, was a part of our group. And so yeah, we um, we had our our 
moments of um, spending time and um, um, eating hamburger helper. Yeah. So you ate hamburger ale. So here you have like the Mount Rushmore of, of apartments of all time. I mean, you, I mean, you know, some of the greatest players of all time and you guys were all roommates together at SC. That, that is just hilarious. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in some of the conversations that you guys had. Did you, did you realize it then? I mean, did you realize how good you were and how good you got, all of you guys were or, or were you just like, you know, we're just doing our thing? Cause, cause I mean, People out there, if they don't understand this, the the you guys are arguably some of the great—I mean, the greatest of all time ever in all of football—and you guys are like roommates eating hamburger helper together. I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah, and I think what's even more hilarious is that the funny thing is that we really didn't think about anything other than being present and being present, knowing that um, there were just. You know, it was just so amazing and so cool to be, you know, in Los Angeles, to be going to USC, um, to be competing against some of the best. You know, Kenny Easley was across town, I think, yep. to me, arguably one of the best ever to play the safety position. And so they were, you know, just focusing on the moment. You you didn't really need to think about anything you know, like the pros, you you had so many incredible moments that you had to just think about the relationships that you had and, and where you were at at the time. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break here, but uh, when we come back, I, wa- I got to ask you, so you get drafted by the 49ers, and uh, when we come back, I want to I wanna f- know, um, did you know that, that it was going to be as great as it was when you were drafted? Helmets are going to take a break. We'll be right back. Scott Mitchell here with Ronnie Lott. Helmets off his back. Scott Mitchell here with Ronnie Lott. Uh, Ronnie played for the 49ers for a few years. And and I as I thought about this, you know, you, I mean you guys won like four Super Bowls. You never lost when you went to a Super Bowl. Uh, and you got drafted, you ate, ate pick of the draft. Did you did you realize going into it like, oh, we're gonna be incredible? And the reason I asked this is because there was a debate about who they should keep at quarterback between Steve DeBerg, Joe Montana. That first playoff game, I think uh, in '82, where the the catch, you know, and kind of propelled you to your first Super Bowl. Like Joe, Joe Montana threw five interceptions in that game against the first round against the Detroit Lions. Of course, Gary Danielson threw five interceptions for the for the the Lions. So it wasn't like. Oh yeah, you know you're going to show up at the at the 49ers and and you guys are just this this dynasty. Did you recognize it, or when did you realize that it was something that was pretty incredible, or or was it just you again, just kind of staying in the moment? Yeah, I think that what's interesting about early on in life is that you go from the bottom to the top, and what you don't realize is that it's like Christmas. You know, you you're in the moment of knowing that man, this is this is unique. It's really cool to actually be there. And then when you leave that moment, you, you, you then start talking about the following, you know, years. And the following year was not a great year for us. It was a, uh, 
a year where we learned that there, there there's a lot of work to actually making this happen and making it happen. And so we, we went back to work and, and got close in 83 and, and you know, and, and then got back at it again in 84 and, and uh, played the Dolphins. And But then at that moment, I think that that's when we started to realize that, you know what, this this is, this is pretty special, and the attributes of wanting wanting something really bad became, um, you know, it, it became permanent, and it became permanent because guys started to create standards. Guys started to believe that there was only no, nothing but winning a Super Bowl, and and so you 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 get in a in a, an environment where it does become you know something that you want to have every year and and so when you watch the Patriots and you watch some of these teams that do what they're doing and uh watching the Warriors here in town it, right. it, yeah. it reminds me it just reminds me that it, it it's a lot of work it's a lot of concentration a lot of um effort that you have to put into it did did it ever get old like winning super bowls did you ever go like it never gets old it never got old. You never got like just complacent. It's just like, yeah, man, I'm just glad the season's over. You know, okay, we won another Super Bowl. It never got old. Never got old. And the reason why it never gets old to me is that, you know, you're you're birthing uh, you're birthing a new moment in your life. And what I mean by that is, anytime you win, the and you're at the top, there are so many things that go through your mind that. It's not the same. And any competitor will tell you that, you know, if you think about all the runs that the Patriots have made, they're never the same. They've yeah. never been the same, and they never will be the same. And So you're exploring into these new frontiers, into these new opportunities, and you go through, you know, these challenges, and you start to realize that, I mean, Every day, it's a new opportunity, and 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 really, that's the the journey that the great ones, you know, try to take all the time. Is it's a new journey, it's a new opportunity, it's a new way of writing a new book. And every book that I think I've read has never been the same, and they got a lot of different chapters. And uh, and the best books are the books that usually are written really well and. That's all you try to do every year is to try to write a new book. Did you? So did you have? So were all of the Super Bowls just as as memorable because they were all new or unique experiences, or 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 was there one that in your mind and in your memory just means more to you than the other ones? No, they're all special, and the reason they're all special is that they have all incredibly you know unbelievable attributes. You know, anytime the first in your life has what it has, yeah, the first one is always going to be probably more prominent than any of the rest, but um, I think that all of them have, all of any moments that you have in your life that are really special, you you find, you know, things that you, um, that create purpose and meaning and value. And, And that, you know, to me, is kind of why we do what we do in life. As you compete, 
to have success, but success is centered around your relationships and the friendships and the people. And, and um, you know, great businesses are built on, you know, the relationships of, of people who are willing to do things that nobody else is willing to do. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, there was um, this uh, play by this young safety from, from the Saints, Marcus Williams. And he, and he whiffed on a guy, and they lost the game in the last seconds. I don't know if you watched the game or, or not or saw, saw the play. Um, has the game changed that way? It, it, it seems to me, you know, like guys are trying to figure out how not to hit people or where to hit them or there's some hesitation. or uh, and, and do you see that? Could One, what's your take on the play if you saw it? And two, could you play today with the way the rules are? Well, a couple of things. One, I did see the play. Um, I believe that that moment is a moment that we all have in our lives where we hesitate, not because you didn't know how to hit them. Or you, it's, it, it's sometimes, sometimes moments like that, they, 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 they happen and you don't, and you're not necessarily ready for the moment. And, and meaning that, you know, sometimes in a big play, your voice goes out. Sometimes in a big situ- situation, things don't necessarily line up the way you want them to. And he will learn from that, and he will get better. And I know he'll get better. The, the bigger question is, you know, he will he will take that and grow from it. I went through something like that my freshman year at USC. I went through something like that at, at with the 49ers, and you have moments where you know you are in position to make the best play of your life, and and, and it didn't work out, and 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 so you know it does happen, and it's happened to a lot of people, and it's happened where we've had failure in in, in situations where. You don't. You can't believe that that happened to you. You can't believe that you missed it. You can't believe that you couldn't do something. And 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 I, you know, I feel I feel for the young man because I've been there. I've, yeah. I've and and no one is perfect. No one has made every perfect play. So anybody that has played in the game that's competed will tell you we've all been in situations where. That happens, and um, that's a big one. And, and, and but he'll move on. And I can't wait to meet. You know, I can't wait to talk to him. I, I know that he's going to get better for that moment. Yeah, and uh, you know, he's he's a great kid. I mean, I, I actually know him a bit, and he, you know, he comes from a military family, very similar to you. So um, I'm sure he'll bounce back from. It. I just I was interested in your take on it. One of the things that I really enjoy, I love to watch the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. I love to hear the stories of these guys, you know, and they just pour out their soul uh, when and they talk about their journey and their experience to get, you know, a lot of what we talked about here today. And and I know you you give a speech uh, at at the the enshrinement luncheon on Friday. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what what's that like? Did, were you like elected to that position? Is it how? How does that work? And and what what is that moment like to you every year when you do that? Well, I you know what I I I I haven't done that every year. Oh, you haven't. But when I 
No, I haven't. But when you do have those moments where you have a chance to speak, um, you know, like like in anything in life, um, you try to hopefully move the needle and move the needle where uh, somebody does the same for me. So when I go to the Hall of Fame every year, I try to find and spend time with guys that have moved the needle for me. You know, Deacon Jones moved the needle for me when I was a kid. Um, Jim Brown has moved the needle in my life a number of times. Mean Joe Green has moved the needle in my life. Willie Lanier. All these guys have moved the needle and have given me, you know, a purpose, a path um, to live a better life. And so, yeah, when you have those moments, that's the greatness of being in that situation, that you try to give what you can and do it with your heart and do it where you're trying to hopefully inspire somebody to be a little bit better. So, uh, you, you, thank you. I, I love these. I, I absolutely love this series because I have, like, I, I'm really, I'm really serious about this. When when I played against you, I, it was it was a cool moment for me be, because of all these things you're sharing with. Because you know, I didn't know all this stuff before, and 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 it's just it's it's just awesome to hear your perspective and 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 your respect and your appreciation for just the moments of your life. And, and for me, it really was, it, it moved the needle for me. You moved the needle for me and you didn't even know it, you know, just, just by being able to play on the same field and play against you. It was a cool moment for me in my life. It was like, you know, this is Ronnie. Like, this is the guy, this is, you know, the standard. So it was, it was very cool. Um, you're on the, 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 the playoff selection committee for, for college football. How do you get on something like that? Cause I, I have a huge, Axe to grind with all of this, and and from what I understand, you guys go in a secret location. You eat hot dogs and ice cream, and you pick a national championship. And it just doesn't seem—I don't know. Just I don't like it. It just doesn't seem right. I think you should play, have a, a legitimate playoff system, and let everyone play and expand it. And instead of just having—I mean, I imagine it's a cool thing to be a part of and to be you know nominated or to you know be a part of the selection committee. But I just feel like a national champion should be decided on the field. Well, you, you said a lot there. And I, I know. I, I, I'm sorry. That, but no, but I think one of the great things that I've learned is that, you know, a, a couple of things. One, it's an incredible honor um, to actually have the, the, Definitely. the opportunity. Second, it's, it's, to me, it's something that I don't know a lot about. Um, I will learn how to be a part of a a group and play my role to be a part of the group. And then more importantly, you know, we have a great leader, uh, Bill, and, and I think a lot of the things that I've learned to date is I, I'm going to refer to him with a lot of the, the things that we're going to, you know, deal with and, and, and do. And so it's pretty simple. Um, you can't speculate. You can't think about anything other than, you know, when the moment happens that there are things that you're going to learn about the process. And, and, and I'm, I'm anticipating and hoping that I'm able to fulfill and do the best that I can do because I owe it to 
you know, America. I owe it to my friends. I owe it to my family, and I owe it to them because I want to. I want to. I want to do my best, and and so it's, it's that's how I try to live, and so I'm going to try to do my best. Okay, um, we well, we're kind of at the end of this, um, but I have I have a special segment, really quick. It's called the Gauntlet of Truth. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. You give me just spot answers, uh, no spin, no nothing. Uh, it won't incriminate you, the questions or the answers, and uh, and it won't make your wife upset. Would you be willing to do it? Sure. Awesome. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back for the lightning round. Just a second. Welcome back to Helmets Off, the Gauntlet of Truth. Scott Mitchell with Ronnie Lott. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. Just give me your honest answer. You actually get graded on this, so there's no pressure. And uh, and I have people if you lie to me, so they can just so so I get I get an honest answer. Uh, first question: If you could play in any era of professional football on any team, what would it be and why? Um. Packers. Packers win. Um, playing for Vince Lombardi. Okay. And why? Just because it's Vince Lombardi, or just why, why? Why would you want to do that? I just think that 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 period of time, first Super Bowl. I mean, look at we're at you know the Super Bowl in '52, I think it is, and I just think that you know the first Super Bowl in that era. That group of guys playing, you know, with some of the greatest players ever to play. Yeah, I think that uh, it would have been cool to be with with Ray Nitschke and that yeah. that group, and and and, and um, you know, yeah, there's just so many great players that play um, for the Green Bay Packers. Willie Davis was an, an, a guy that. You know, I admire just so many, so many, so many great players. Do you think? Do you think Lombardi would ever yelled at you? Of course. <laughs> would he? Would he yell like, "No one's tackling out here! No one's tackling out here!" <laughs> um, all right. I, 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 Go ahead. I, I do know this is that he would yell because we're not perfect. Yeah. That's interesting that you'd pick the Packers. All right, next question. Uh, what's the biggest regret you've had in your life? That's a, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what your biggest regret is? No, I, 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 no reason I say that is that there's so many of them. Oh. <laughs> your regret is that you've had a lot of regret. <laughs> <laughs> There's like four or five that kind of are, they're like your top five. They, they all fit the same. All right. Uh, no, no, not one moment that you can think of that. Yeah, my, my dad says, and the only reason I'm, I, my dad said never have regrets. And um, I think that he's, he's a, you know, when he said that, it's something that I've taken to heart, you know, you do your best, and you don't have. You, you never try to have regrets. Yeah, 
and 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 which I appreciate. Um, I, I think part of it is, and it, and you touched on it with this Marcus Williams in the play that is that you have these moments that maybe they didn't turn out the way that you wanted, but you're you're able to to turn it into a positive thing, and you're you're able to say, you know, as as painful it is, as as hard as it was, as imperfect as I am. And all the mistakes I make, I, I still can learn and I can grow. It's 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 what I do from this moment, if I'm understanding you correctly. Exactly, and yeah. I think that you know we're we should. We're, the, the bigger question is forgiveness to allow ourselves to move forward. Right? That's the yep. You know, the, the, that's how we move forward. That's how we improve. That's how we get better. That's how we see is not to look at a moment of regret but look at the moment of opportunity. Yeah, I, I think it, it, that was one of the, which leads me to my next question because that was one of the things in my life. It's like my greatest joy, my greatest triumph has, has come out of all of my, my you know, the my hardest challenges, the worst struggles that I've been through is those have actually been the greatest blessings. Uh, so what is what is your takeaway from life? I mean, you, you've shared a lot of really cool insights, but like the the thing that you want to most be remembered for? I want to most be remembered for exhausting every moment. Kind of figured that. Uh, all right. Um, besides your parents, your spouse, who has had the biggest impact and influence on your life? Um. I would I would say, um, wow! If it John Robinson and Bill Walsh, um, but John first, Bill second. Um, interesting. So, you, and this was the question that I I had was the Forty ers So I'm interested. I appreciate John Robinson, but I'm interested in Bill Walsh because. Bill Walsh was known, I mean, an offense was, you know, supposedly created by Bill Walsh, the West Coast offense, and and uh, and he was known as an offensive genius, but the but I think the greatness of the 49ers was how great you guys were on defense. So, with an offensive-minded coach, I'm I'm interested is why why was he why did he have such an impact and influence on you being a defensive so, guy? So, if you think about the excellence that he strived for on offense, if you apply those same, you know, methodologies of having the excellence of mm-hmm. certain things that you would do on the field with your footwork and mm-hmm. uh, playing certain defenses the right way and, and, and tackling the right way and doing all these little things that they had to do to make that offense so, so successful. So I think that the thing that I learned and took away from that is that it was all the little things it was all the little subtleties that they did, you know, that when you got in a bunch formation, how did you, you know, run that route and how did you come out of that uh, rub route and why did you come out of the rub route a certain way and who were things that, you know, what were things that you, you, you had to do to, to cover those guys in those situations. And, and, and so all those dynamics, you know, especially how great our offense was, it, it it made me have to think about, you know, to, to to defend that kind of characteristic, to defend situations that makes it really tough on you 
And that's why I think that his genius was he constantly made it hard on the defense to really force the defense to constantly think about not losing their 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 disciplines and 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 that's why the Patriots do a great job is they find the weaknesses in every defense or they find the weaknesses in every offense they find weaknesses and then they try to exploit them and that's why you win is that you have to be diligent about making sure that you are able to take advantage of moments when things go awry. And, and that's why in sports, when a quarterback makes a mistake, you, you, you want to, you have to hopefully make them pay for that mistake. And, and that's usually due to something that he didn't want to do with the ball. So as you know, Scott, it's a, it's a complicated game. (laughs) It's a thinking man's game. And the guys who think the most about it are usually the guys who are able to constantly innovate and get better and, and force themselves to um, make, uh, you know, make plays. And that's that's really that's life making yeah. plays. So true. All right. Uh, well, we're done, and I cannot thank you. You passed the gauntlet of truth, by the way. Appreciate your your time. Appreciate your insight and your your answers, and just. Been an absolute joy. Uh, thanks again, Ronnie. Appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. It's great talk with you, and uh, it was great going down memory language. <laughs> Always a pleasure. All right, there you have it, folks. Helmets off is off. Thank you for joining us. Please come back. Text helmets to six five five three seven. Go to all those social sites and like us, and we will see you soon.